You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, and there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. I'm just not getting the whole edge of space thing. Every news station covered the last two flights live to Great Hoopla as if we've never been to space before. Okay, two uber-rich guys found a new hobby, but I don't get the point. We first went to space, not just the edge, over 50 years ago. And somewhere along the line, we decided it wasn't worth our tax dollars to keep doing so, and that was that until private industry figured out they could make a fortune by delivering more satellites into outer space, and it became just another business investment to foster our dependence on telecommunications and spying on other countries. I understand that these private ventures are advancing technology, building rockets that actually return to Earth intact versus blowing up in the skies or crash landing in the oceans seems like a good idea, but what's the end game? Do we want to terraform another planet? Is it just to create a new vacation adventure? I am definitely a why kind of person, and I can't figure out the why here. I do find it interesting how widespread our fascination is with the rich and with celebrity, which is perhaps part of the hoopla around Bezos and Branson making themselves into astronauts. In between covering their antics, the news and social media have also been obsessed over the past few weeks with Britney Spears' legal battle over her conservatorship as well. I don't understand why it's even news or why we are so entrenched 
in a stranger's mental health and legal battles. But it's everywhere in cyberspace, along with live fans protesting on the streets. I did some research to try to answer my why and was pretty disappointed with the results. We're evidently obsessed with celebrities because we're avoiding thinking about death, or because we fantasize we can be like the celebrity, or because we find pleasure in watching not only the rise of a person to fame, but also their inevitable fall, or because we are seeking our own identity during troubling times, or, well, never mind. The fact that there are so many theories as to why we are fascinated with fame tells me that there's not really one evidence-based theory, but a lot of conjecture, and that doesn't give me an answer to my why. It does make me think that it's wired in our brains, and that neuroscience will probably come up with the answer someday. Perhaps we're attracted to the rich and famous because they are examples of not just surviving, but thriving, and that's something we are wired to be attracted to for our own existence. Or maybe we just need an endless supply of distractions so as not to have to deal with our own issues. In approaching this phenomena from a mindful perspective, the problem is not really that we're so attracted to the rich and famous, but that the distraction does prevent us from dealing with our own lives. I don't believe I'll ever be as rich as Bezos or Branson, so I don't think I'm seeking survival tips, but I have not always been immune to being distracted by famous people's failures. I'm embarrassed at how much time I spent following the O.J. Simpson murder case, for example, or Princess Diana's trials and tribulations leading up to her death. Maybe my wiring is a little faulty. I seem to be attracted to the dark side of fame. That is actually one why I think I do understand. When famous people fail, it makes us feel better about our own failures. If someone like Bill and Melinda Gates, who seem to have everything, can't make their marriage work, then we, as simple human beings with all kinds of real challenges, can be forgiven for not being able to make ours work. If someone like Nicolas Cage, Curtis Jackson, or Lisa Marie Presley can become broke or go bankrupt, who are we to be able to handle our comparatively meager finances better? If someone as originally esteemed as Bernie Madoff is actually a crook, our moral missteps aren't really that bad. Again, distractions or excuses not to focus on bettering ourselves, right? And what's embedded in all of this is comparison, which is a form of judgment. We judge famous people very harshly. When they do well, we judge how they spend their money or how badly they behave in relationships or in public. We judge how they earn their money, be it by luck or nefarious activities or through inheritance, i.e. laziness. We judge those born with a silver spoon, even though most of us wish we had been too. But in reality, we judge ourselves harshly too. Most of us are not famous or uber-wealthy, and in a time where it seems just about anyone can be, if you believe social media, then we become self-critical and feel that we're not living up to expectations. But there's a lot more to life than fame and fortune. And as I mentioned, even reaching fame or fortune does not guarantee happiness. Actually, happiness is a fickle state based on external events over which we frequently have no control. Maybe the key, then, is to go for contentment or joy instead. 
If we look inward and identify when we feel good and when we don't, we might begin to see a pattern emerge that can help guide us on our path through life. Being centered and aware allows us to enjoy much more of life and would probably go a long way to avoiding the pitfalls of fame should we ever achieve that lofty status. But even if we remain just ordinary humans, we can achieve a state of inner peace through mindfulness and meditation that allows us to succeed in our endeavors while building meaningful relationships and experiencing the full richness of life itself. And that's a state of being that continues to grow with nurturing, making it a much more bankable trip than flying to the stratosphere. The next time you catch yourself slipping into an unhealthy fascination with a celebrity, take a little pause. Ask yourself why you're spending your energy on that and consider what you could spend your energy on instead to improve your own life or even someone else's. We haven't reached our full potential yet as a species, and tapping into that, the deeper you waiting to emerge, is definitely a worthwhile venture. You may not become famous, but you'll experience life in a much more meaningful way. Meditation is the most effective technique to strengthen mindfulness. The key to experiencing the full benefits of this practice is to meditate every day, even if you start with just a few minutes and work your way up to 20 to 30 minutes per session over time. Consistency counts, and the benefits are cumulative. So be kind to yourself and meditate daily. We have guided meditations to help you get started at worktoliveproductions.com, but here are the instructions for a simple sitting meditation to get you started. Sit comfortably with feet flat on the floor and hands on your lap. Close your eyes or soften your gaze and begin noticing your breath. Breathe normally, paying focused attention to each in-breath and out-breath. Notice every detail from where you feel your breath in your body to the pace, depth, and temperature as the air moves in and out. Each time your mind wanders away from the breath, simply return your focus to the breath. It is in this noticing that you're building your mindfulness skills. Your mind may wander a hundred times in just a couple of minutes, and that's normal. Each time you notice, that's mindfulness. Until next time, we can live better lives and create a better world. All it takes to get started is a mindful moment. Work to Live's Dynamic Coaching Certification Program is a self-paced online course series that strengthens emotional intelligence and mindfulness skills, along with relationship building, communication skills, time management, self-motivation, and more. Visit our website for an informational video on the program. You can also find resources for self and leadership development, as well as the latest books by authors we interview on this show. Go to worktoliveproductions.com slash book club to start shifting your quality of life today. And be sure to visit our YouTube channel at Work to Live, where you'll find videos of our interviews, animated shorts on daily living and working, guided meditations, and more. 
Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at work to live A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee, and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Meteorite Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.